Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Say, Julie, this metaverse conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it making me a little, uh, you know, feel a little weird. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but so are some of our podcast listeners, because this is seemingly we're talking about a combination of woo-woo meets science fiction meets the Matrix meets a little bit of I Star know. Trek. There's a lot mixed into this stuff, right? Yeah, but the thing is, is it's very easy just to stay closed-minded to things like this as they start to emerge, and you, you miss the opportunity, or you at least are having to fight against the momentum that's moving towards this advancement in technology. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's podcast where we talked about the different phases of the internet, I do clearly remember um, where people were resisting the internet, where they didn't get the concept of it. Of course. You know, I I, I think it was was national news outlets and whatnot were just joking at the idea that, you know, people would buy things online (laughs) and all these questions and all this other stuff. Uh And I remember when, you know, even the the social network started to come online. I remember your sister actually told us about Mm -hmm. Facebook Mm -hmm. because Facebook started out being strictly uh, from, you know, at universities and all the rest of it. And of course, people resisted it. Why would you put all your information on? I mean, so the point is, is this stuff is coming no matter what. And this metaverse really is the congealing, is that the right word? Congealing of all these previous technologies. It's the, or call it a technology, but it's it's combining, uh, you know, social networking, it's combining essentially what it effectively is, you know, the internet on a whole. All of it's going to be essentially in one place on the metaverse. It's a, it's going it's to be- It's an evolution, really. It is, mm-hmm. it really is an evolution. It's, it's a reorganization in such a way that um, I think very quickly people will adopt to it versus, well, and now I'm gonna go to this site, I'm gonna go to this site, I'm gonna go to this site. And something we didn't talk about yesterday, mm-hmm. and when, frankly, I'm just really looking forward to telling them about all the different ways you're going to interact in the metaverse because that's where it kind of gets fun. Yeah. But one of the things we've talked about on our pod before was the, all these wearable devices that are coming out, Apple Glass and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Apple Glass. Essentially, they're wearable glasses that uh, just, like I said, just Google it or go to our podcast and listen to the past podcast we did on that technology. But the interaction that people have on the metaverse isn't just necessarily going to be when they're wearing their you know, VR headset, wearing their haptic suits, and they're in their homes or wherever they're going to be. There are going to be uh, differing levels of involvement in the metaverse, just like there is with the internet. But this is definitely where it's going. Yes. And, and right now, if you want to meet people, like you might go to the gym, you might go to the town center, you might go to the mall, you might go to the local restaurant. You know, when you want to socialize with people, you go to physical locations and that interaction, you know, is something that all of us as humans need, right? Well, what if all of a sudden you can go online in the metaverse and have that same, you know, need satisfied? And that's what's going to happen. That is what's happening. And that's the reason social networking works fundamentally because it keeps you connected with other humans. Yes, that's right. And I was thinking about, you know, we're trying to understand this all together and we're making some analogies. You know, what's the real world? What's the metaverse? How do you cross that bridge? And I was thinking about the evolution of web 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. And I, I was thinking about the fact that we call email e-mail, right? So we before email was there, we all knew what mail was, right? So we made that analogy. Well, email is just like mail. It's just electronic mail. Then it became email. 
you know, why is this called a pod? Because the original Apple iPod started, I think, all of that ages ago. I actually don't know why they call it podcasts. I think that's why, but I, you know, we have all of these things in our vocabulary, and a lot of them are bridges from what we used to know to what's happening now, and this is no different than that. So to your point, maybe what's going to happen is we're never going to, we're not going to refer it to the internet, like, we were pointing out when the internet first came online, people were calling it cyberspace and all these other terms that are obsolete now. Mm-hmm. So maybe the fact is the word, the term metaverse is going to replace all these previously. Sure. And, and or that's it could g- transform to something else too. We're all sort of trying to make those bridges of how we even talk about this. Right. And what's going to happen then if you're not, you're like, okay, I met so-and-so, but I don't remember if I actually met them when I was in the line at Starbucks as in the real life. Yeah, or whether that's I, weird. Or whether I was actually, you know, in the metaverse someplace. You won't – what happens then when you – because it won't matter really at the end of the day. Unless their avatar looks a lot different than them in real life, then it might be getting kind of confusing. Well, right? you and I were having fun yesterday <laughs> talking about – and we're going to talk about this on the next show, uh, but we're going to get to some more uh, meat and potatoes of the metaverse today. But we were talking about like how do laws work? You know, can people get uh, assaulted in the metaverse? Yes, they can. Yes. Actually, I've been researching that for probably Monday or Tuesday's uh, pod. And there's a lot of that uh, that's evolving as well and how AI is learning what's moral and what's not, what should be allowed and what's not. Great. And I'll talk about that more on a future podcast. But one of the things that they point out is that we as humans uh, live in this world that laws have been based on that uh, continued history, right? So certain laws are in place because something happened, because there was a war that caused this to be legislated against or whatever. Okay, so... How does an AI have that same perspective? And so now what they're doing is they're testing AIs to see, you know, they'll, they'll throw questions out and see what does it bounce back. And often, I think it's something like close to 90% of the time it is accurate as to, it'll say like, well, that's wrong. But when you make it a more complicated situation, like a situation uh, about morality or maybe it could go this way, maybe it could go that way, that's where AI loses it a little bit. I was just thinking 90% 90 success rate when you're coming in that scenario really sucks. I mean, would you would you fly in a plane if basically ninety percent of the time you're going to get there? Exactly. So, by the way, this is metaverse explained for real estate agents, and this is part part two. two. So, go ahead, Julie. All right. So, uh, we're starting on point three. So, remember to get caught up uh, as of yesterday if you're just joining us. So, point number three is the metaverse real? It's a simulation where you appear as a cartoon-like avatar of yourself. I know it sounds crazy, right? But let's just say, I think most people know what an avatar is. It's a representation of yourself. However, over the next few years, technology will move past people appearing as avatars to more like one-on-one simulations, one-to-one simulations. Looking at a person in the metaverse will be almost the same as they appear offline. And then when plugged into the metaverse, things will look and feel very much like real life. Very soon, it's reasonable to assume that some people will prefer to spend their lives in the metaverse versus real life. And when I was reading your notes on this, I was thinking about how like cartoons used to look. And now when you look at like a Pixar movie and and it's so vivid, it's almost uh, it's just so crisp and it's so much better. And I think the metaverse and the avatar situation is going to be more like that. So that's where most people are going to get stuck. They're going to take one look at the metaverse. They're going to see these cartoon like avatars. and They're going to say, this is a joke. Why would I ever consider that? Right. But what's happening is in video game, frankly, technology Mm -hmm. is leading the way. They've created new code and software and all the rest of it. And I again, you can go on YouTube and you can pull up videos 
where you will watch a video and you will swear it's somebody videotaping, like as they walk down the street, videotaping off their iPhone, mm -hmm. but it's all simulated. And then you'll see a simulated person walk by and you cannot tell the difference. They've gotten to the point, well, here, it's I'll just, really good. let me just make this, this kind of summarizes it all. Mm -hmm. um, most movies that you see five years ago, you could tell when you're watching something that was done by CGI. Mm -hmm. CGI is old technology compared to what we're, what essentially has evolved out of CGI. Now, most movies that you watch, sometimes as much as 50% or more is a complete simulation. That's and true. you can't tell. No, well, you can't tell. And I, you know how you really notice this is for Star Wars fans looking at Star Wars now versus like even the, not even the original 1970s ones, but you can, you can literally see that movie technology evolve. But you talked, you touched on something. Carrie Fisher passed mm -hmm. away, mm -hmm. but Carrie Fisher was in the latest Star Wars. Yes. And so what's going to happen again, this goes back to the creepy part of all this, but <laughs> again, and let's get to point number four. Sure. But actors and you and everyone else are going to have AI simulations of themselves that are going to be able to exist in the metaverse and hypothetically represent you in the metaverse. I know it's wacky, but I just gave you an example. And so other actors, actors are now able to, um, when they're signing, con so I have a, um, a coaching client who works with a lot of famous actors in LA, and he and I often talk about some of the things he talks about with mm -hmm. his clients. And one of the things that I know are coming into the contracts that some of these actors are signing is, in, you know, they're signing a, an agreement to uh, do a series of movies or whatever, whatever. But they're also signing away their rights or in, you know, negotiating point for their rights to allow the production studio to create simulations in, in the forms of video games and other things. Uh, of that same actor. So if the movie's a hit, they're going to want to create a video game. And they're going to create other mm -hmm. media. Well, the actor's not going to be required to go and act in those particular, you know, spinoff productions. They're going to have, they have technology that's going to make it so that it looks like they're acting. It's their voice. Mm -hmm. So there's AI right now that be, if it listens to you talk enough, you guys know this. This is all things you shouldn't be surprised about. But it can listen to you. It'll pick up your parlance. It'll pick up your rate of speed of how you talk. Speech. It'll pick up yeah. if you stutter here and there. Like it'll pick up when Julie says, um, yeah, or whatever she says sometimes. What is it you say? Mm, okay, right? It'll pick up all those little foibles. We all have them in our voices. And it'll be indistinguishable. Now, does that mean you can have your AI get really, really kick-ass at um, prospecting for you? You know that was their first thought. Well, that had been my first thought. <laughs> know, and, the right? answer, and the answer is probably yes. Possibly. Yeah. So the, the, realistically, you're going to be able to have – now, how is this going to – what effect will this have on society? What effect will this have? You're going to hypothetically in the metaverse be able to have AI bots that are going to allow you to truly duplicate yourself – to the point where you can, you know, who knows what you can actually do. This is all, again, this is ahead of, the ski, ahead of my skis. Yeah, but skis. not so much because if you think about it, you know, aren't uh, – when you go to buy something online and you have a question about that store, those automatic chats that pop up, at least 50% of the answers are already preloaded. They're reading, you know, they are backfilling that with the information. That doesn't have to be a live person anymore. More practical. We see it all the time. Well, how about this? On Google, on my Gmail, I don't uh, know if you have this turned on. Yeah. But it will do predictive things of what you're going yes. to say based on the Yes, and it's pretty good. And it's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So when I think it's an option on your Gmail. Mm -hmm. You can just toggle it on. And what it will do is as you're typing, it will actually finish the sentence based on how you'd written in the past. And it sounds exactly like you would have written it yourself. But after you've used it for long enough, it goes from uh, filling in simple words or two words. It'll go into putting in sentences. And what's that? Uh, Grammarly. Yes. Grammarly is basically AI, and it's doing the same thing. So you guys are interacting with AI. AI is learning how you write, learning how you think, basically. And it's going to simulate you. 
Now that's going to carry through to the metaverse. Again, I don't want to get too yes, far. Yes, that's okay. Of our Let's street. do point number so, four. So, so the five biggest metaverses as of today. Oh, point number four, right? So, point number four is how many metaverses are there? It appears that there are many, but over time, it only makes sense there will be fewer as the market decides which metaverses are the winners. And in our opinion, the met winners of the metaverse battle, right? Who who will be the dominant? Create the dominant metaverses will be the people. Will be the companies that have the dominant uh, social networking sites. And Julie and I were. Um, you know, thinking, well, why wouldn't Facebook have the ultimate metaverse? And they probably will. Facebook and Google, we think, will have the ultimate metaverse. And Facebook, obviously, has really – they're believing that that's the journey that they're on to the point where they renamed their company Meta. And they're spending $10 billion a year on developing the metaverse. Now, here's something that's really cool for just normal people like all of us. Verbella, which is owned by EXPI, the holding company that owns EXP Realty, already has a fully functional metaverse called EXP World. And EXP World is the future of business. EXP World or Verbella or the metaverse isn't just the, you know, it's the future of business, but many aspects of society will coexist with real life. And in some cases, we'll, you know, essentially spend most of, people are going to get to the point where they spend most of their waking hours in the metaverse. There's no doubt about it. You know, remote workers, kids in school, things like that. Um, and if they, if there's no, if there's no real discernible, or if it's a 95% of the experience, like if you go there, it's not quite the same as real life, but it's close enough. People are going to prefer close enough to going through the hassle of, you know, driving someplace or, you know, dealing with COVID or just whatever it is, right? You guys get the point. So EXP actually has that technology now. And if you want to be part of what's next, not just in for frankly, civilization, that's a bold statement, but it's probably true, but certainly real estate. Please do consider uh, joining EXP Realty and selecting Julie and I as your sponsor. And if you'd like to talk with Julie and I as, uh, about being your sponsor at EXP Realty, feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. So if you're ready to join EXP and you've not yet chosen your sponsor, please do consider Julie and I, 512-758-0206. And at, now if you're just getting ready to get started to look into EXP, we've made it easy for you to learn more about it. Just text the letters EXP to 47372. Yes. Text EXP to 47372. And then you'll be taken to a site where you'll have all your questions answered. There's videos and all this other stuff on why so many agents, fastest growing real estate companies, certainly of our uh, lifetimes, uh, 73,000 agents, probably going to be more like 150,000 agents, 500,000 agents. That's what's projected within five years. Biggest real estate company on planet Earth will exist inside the metaverse called Verbella. So if you're interested in learning more, just text EXP to 47372. And remember, message and data rates apply. So the top five metaverses as of today. And no, I've never been in any of these. Have you, Julie? I don't think so. You've never been to Starl Token? I've heard of Token? the first two. Okay. I, yeah. De decentralized land. The is Decentral number one. land. Decentral land. Go ahead. Number two is Sandbox. Number three is Axie Infinity. That's A-X-I-E. And then number four is Crypto Voxels. And number five is Starl Token, which I had never heard of. I thought that might be a typo with the L in the middle, but it's Star. <laughs> Starl token. I checked it many times. Yes, exactly. So remember that there are multiple metaverses. We just gave you the top five so you can start becoming familiar when you hear people talk about, for example, decentral land, and that the, you'll know that is a metaverse. The point I was trying to make before with my previous notes was the big players haven't even entered on the field, right? 
these these are all because Facebook isn't on there and Google isn't on there, right? Right, now. because they're developing it. But yeah. it only makes sense these companies with so much sure. money are going to buy some of these other platforms mm -hmm. and essentially evolve them. That's obvious. That is what's going to happen. There's For no sure. doubt. For sure. So point number five, Julie. Point number five: If there are many metaverses, will my avatar be able to go from one metaverse to another? So it's likely that the different emerging metaverses will allow you to have one avatar that works on different metaverse platforms. Conceptually, this would be like going from one country to another and only having to show your passport before entry versus having to become an entirely different person. Your avatar can look like you really look or an idealized version of you. Expect companies to emerge that will specialize in high-end avatar renderings. I can just hear us doing podcasts about upgrade everything. What's your avatar look like? You well, know, uh, I mean, but but that is what's going to happen. I mean, you're going to have uh, – so imagine this. Let's say at the end of the day, it's five years from now, because this stuff's going to happen maybe not even five years, within three years is what people are projecting, that you have multiple metaverses that you frequent every single day. Let's say you're smart and you join EXP Realty, mm -hmm. so you're going to be part of Verbella. That will be your work metaverse, let's say. And then let's say Facebook has theirs and Google has theirs. And let's just say those are the three places you go. Well, you're going to be able to, with just a toggle, with go from one metaverse to the other – which is what I was trying to say with the passport would make it so that you guys know when you go from one website to the other and you don't have to put in your credentials and you don't have to log in anymore. Just ask if you want to log in using Google or Facebook. Well, the same thing's going to happen. So your avatar will be able to live in multiple metaverses. Now, what does that mean? Sounds crazy, right? But it's just, it's no different hypothetically than if you were to go, let's just imagine where you guys live. You know, Julie and I lived in New Albany, Ohio, and nearby there was Gahanna, Ohio, and nearby there there was, say, Worthington, Ohio. And each of these communities had their own central, you know, their own uh, city centers. They had their own shopping malls. They had their own real estate markets. They had their own, every little community was slightly different than the other. The net Joe, the people that lived there, all the rest of it. Well, we obviously could drive from one place to the other to the other and do real estate. So it, physically, in the physical world, that makes sense, right? You could go and drive across town 45 minutes and meet with someone in Worthington and have coffee there, have an exchange, get some referrals, do some deals, and then drive back home to New Albany. That's how it's going to work in the metaverse in essence. You're going to be able to pop from one metaverse to the other to the other to the other. And in doing so, you're going to be able to do – and this is where it gets interesting and this is where it's going to really boggle the brain. You're going to be able to do real estate transactions in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to do real metaverse – I'm sorry, real real estate transactions in the metaverse using blockchain, which we're going to explain I think. Let me look. Uh, on our next pod. Yep. Or you're going to be able to do and you're going to be able to do a metaverse real estate transactions. Now, this is, again, seems crazy, but let me try to break this down so it seems simple. If you are in a metaverse, if you are wearing, if you're essentially online and you're wearing your Oculus or whatever your VR headset is and you're wearing your, you know, full haptic suit and you're, um, in, in you're walking on a street. And remember, the technology is going to make it so that it's an indistinguishable experience. We talked about this yesterday. You, With your haptic suit on, you're going to be able to feel the breeze blowing. The simulation will be just freakishly amazing. And again, this technology is here now. It's just not widespread, but it's going to be. So you're going to be able to go there, and you're, you might find that when you're in that metaverse, there's a particular street that has a lot of other popular locations, just like real life. And let's say you want to open up a storefront there for your real estate business where you're going to sell not just metaverse-based properties in the different metaverses, as in, remember, the community, different communities analogy I gave you guys a second ago, but also offline real estate as well. So if people are spending most of their time in the metaverse or even 20% of their time in the metaverse, if every, and how much time do most people spend on Facebook? I mean, it's extraordinary. It is. 
and we rattled off the top uh, 10 uh, websites that people frequent. And, you know, Facebook was right up there. I'm using that as an example because for many of you, based on what we know, the demographics of our podcast, most of you are on Facebook and you will understand that analogy best. So if you're spending, let's say, an hour or maybe two hours a day on Facebook a day, however much time you're spending on there, well, if it's if you're able now to go – and that's mostly for just essentially screwing around time if we're being honest. If all of a sudden – you're able to go there and do business. If all of a sudden you're able to go there and actually create business and revenue and maybe do some grocery shopping, how about this? Why don't you go to a metaverse-based grocery store, do your grocery stores, throw them in the, in the, in the uh, cart and check out, and then the groceries are delivered to your real-life door. That's how it's going to work. That's right. And next to that online uh, metaverse grocery store, maybe you have your real estate office where people can pop by and ask you questions about real estate. That's right. So that's where my mind goes with regards to making this practical and tactical for these guys. Right. And um, there will all be – obviously, Julie and I are not technologists, but there will be all kinds of different ways that you can just imagine this is going to really bounce to the next level. But this is an opportunity. This is essentially like – if we just, if you know, humanity just discovered a new nearby planet, and now we're able to start um, inhabiting it, and, and we're, you know, essentially deciding how, who's going to be able to buy what and where. That is what's happening right now, and that's what's going to continue to ha- happen. I don't think the real long-term winners have even, like I said, um, they're not even on the field yet. And when you see, you know, when you see your kids that are so addicted to video games and they're so yeah. immersed in the, you know, all these sort of really low res, really kind of, you know, I would call it sketchy interfaces. The user experiences are really bad. When you see that, how essentially, well, how many of you play games on your phones? <laughs> you right? Yeah. I mean, you're a grown ass adult. How much time do you spend playing? Uh, what was that one? Candy, whatever. Candy Crush. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people playing that uh, that are our age and older. Hey, I'm pretty sure I went about half blind playing Words with Friends for a while. I got oh, a little bit did. addicted to that. Yeah. Well, but there's an, ex- you know, that's maybe a little bit more of a, yeah. less of a video game and more, well, of, you but, know, But still, scrabble. you know, it doesn't have to be that polished for you to right. get attached to it. Yeah. It, so this is what, this is where we, all this is going. And so you, how do you position yourself now? That's what we're going to talk about in our next podcast. But really what we're hoping you're going to take away from this is we don't want you to be obsolete in your outlook on life and as technology and all these other things happen. Uh, we don't want you to essentially just be scared or intimidated. So Julie and I are giving you this as weird, bizarre information as practical and tactical as we can. You know, if you a lot of you are longtime listeners, this is easily the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in, in at least the United States. And many of you have been listening to us in um, a lot of we picked up a ton of listeners when COVID hit. And one of the things that Julie and I were predicting, and many of you will remember this, is a renaissance, a renaissance that was going to be led, which was going to happen because, it, frankly, historically, renaissances have of some version or another have always followed pandemics. And this is going back to the beginning of recorded history 3,000 uh, years ago. There's always an explosion of creativity, in essence, an evolution, or that's not even the right word, but a progression, let's say, of civilization following a pandemic. And that's what's happening now. It's happening in every aspect of how people choose to live. And this metaverse thing is going to be something that's going to, I think, be the um, uh, essentially the most significant change since really maybe even the printed word. I mean, that's crazy, right? Maybe even the wheel. I think it's going to happen faster than previous ones have, too. Yeah, because I, I think people want it to. I think there's enough people working on it. I think the brain power that has stemmed from everybody being in lockdown for a long time is contributing to this. 
And just the ability just for the technology to deliver on it is the, different. There will be waves of hype and, and BS sure. that happen. I mean, as just, always. Well, as always. I mean, the the, uh, the dot-com crash that happened like 2000, mm-hmm. you know, that was a whole bunch of companies that were just rushing to the market of web, you know, basically uh, on the heels of web, web 2.0, rushing to the market with these crazy ideas and how they're going to monetize things on the Internet. Everyone's throwing money at it. Absolutely, that's going to happen with the metaverse too. But that's part of the evolutionary process too. Yep. You know, stuff gets invented through that process, and so, and other things get uninvented because it wasn't good enough. And, it didn't survive for a reason. And that's where the winners really start to win too. Sure. That's when the market decides who. You know, Facebook was part of a, a version of Web 2.0. Remember MySpace? Yeah, MySpace. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of them. Tons of they them. They just became basically roadkill. Right. So all this is coming your way. Again, this is supposed. This series on the metaverse is supposed to mostly be something that causes you guys to maybe, if you're willing to uh, expand your thinking, your and, and maybe your stance on things like this before is being overly skeptical and just thinking it's just a farce and just the rest of it. And then years later, you realize you wish you would have basically not been so close-minded. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to open your mind to the possibilities so that you can be excited about it. Because something magical happens when you rewire your brain to be less of a skeptic and more of an optimist or at least more excited about the future. The actions you take today are different than the actions you otherwise would have taken. So let's let's say you hear this metaverse stuff and everyone's talking about it because they're going to. You just watch. Um, It's all over the news everywhere and you're naturally a skeptic. That's just some fad. That's going to go with the way of the, you know, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, three years from now, you're realizing essentially you missed the boat. You could have been... Um, you know, what, what other things other than the fact that you were slow to react, what, what other things did you also miss out on because you are keeping yourself small and the way that you looked at the possibilities, this is going to revolutionize healthcare. It's going to revolutionize how uh, people are, you know, learn things, how they travel, everything, everything, entertainment, education, how real estate is sold, how people find you, how you interact with people. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I, I was thinking in my mind an example of like just uh, EXP's metaverse, uh, EXP world, and how much more efficient it is. I had two reasons to be there last week. One was a referral to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay, so good luck. How long would that normally take you to find somebody competent in Mexico? Took about five minutes because EXP is in tons of countries. And then the other one was I had a question about commercial ENO insurance which also would have previously taken me 16 phone calls, emails, waiting for people to call me back. You just go to the metaverse, you walk into that office, and you get your answer. Well, here, think about it's more this. efficient is my so point. So you're a classically trained musician, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of calls for classically trained musicians anymore. There not, aren't. There's no. not a lot of orchestras, right. funding. It's not the Especially music. after the pandemic. Well, all that, right? Yep. So would this be a resurgence of classical music, hypothetically, right? Hypothetically, It sure. could be because sure. people could all of a sudden – you don't have to have a whole bunch of money to create um, you know, a, a place where – the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, what made music – what makes um, you know, orchestra music popular or not popular is the accessibility to it. Like how many people would listen That's to true. it? How many people would love it if they listened to it? That actually is a trend, if right. you believe it or not. Millennials and Gen X, or, uh, Generation Z now, the younger than millennials, um, the percentages of them actually listening to and getting involved in classical music went through the roof during lockdown because the accessibility, to your point, went through the roof. Well, so what if all of a sudden yeah. you can as go to your, um, you know, I remember you and I, are, I went, used to watch you playing in orchestras and different places and yeah. you know in the united states mm-hmm. and you'd walk in and the facility would be just ridiculously you know just ridiculous expensive insanely awesome. big 
awesome, amazing, right? All that. And then all those people up on stage and all the time that went into the practice, all the money, all the human, yeah. cat, all the rest. But what if all of a sudden it could exist on the metaverse? Well, I mean, that's what happens when you and I present an EXP world, isn't it? Yeah. We're on stage. We're looking at the auditorium. We're seeing the avatars sitting in the stadium. And we, we know who they are because their name appears over their heads. See, this is a good thing, guys. This Wait, is which I do thing. think is, is pretty cool. I mean, you yeah, can definitely. reach more people. You can have more variety of experience. And you don't necessarily have to leave your home to do it. Exactly. So, and, you know, it, what, what if you introverts know, unite? But <laughs> if you, you know, you and I can vamp on this forever because we love shit like this. But yep. imagine, for example, there's always been, um, you know, a direct correlation between your environment and essentially the experience you have on planet Earth as a human, right? Yes. So your environment isn't just where you live, but that's a hell of a lot of it. It's mm -hmm. also the people you're exposed to. Mm -hmm. So it's also everything. So your environment is where you physically are on, on the planet. And if you happen to have been born in a really unfortunate area, chances are you're never going to be you're never going to have any exposure to anything that's going to do anything but reinforce your belief that that's what reality is. Your reality will always be basically True. in the planet in the environment in which you were born. Yep. What if you could pop into the metaverse of being the poorest soul on planet? earth and you are born in the worst place you could possibly have chosen there's no probability that chances of you actually transcending out of that you know environment is about zero but all of a sudden because of the metaverse this is essentially the dream of the internet basically that plus things like starlink making it yeah. able for you to actually find the metaverse right yes and, absolutely and this makes it so that somebody who has the desire um, you know, it can then plug into the metaverse. Now, where are they going to get the equipment? Where are they going to get the, you know, all the rest of it? I don't have answers for that. Under development, I'm sure. Under under development. But this is what happens. And remember, and again, all this stuff, on all the uh, wearables, when they come out, are going to be extremely expensive. But the prices were dropped. I remember when, um, you know, a 42-inch uh, plasma screen TV, they were 10 grand. I know, they were so expensive. And now you can get one from Costco, like they give it to you when you're checking out. Like, you know, <laughs> right. if, oh, congratulations, you spent $100 on, you know, whatever, we're going to give you a flat screen TV. Well, the same thing's going to happen with this stuff yeah, even faster, sure. especially because this is going to be like, you think governments are pressing electric cars on people, right? You know, mm -hmm. they're do changing laws, changing tax incentives to yep. get people to buy electric cars. You just wait. And when you see – when people start to realize the potential of what we're describing, you're going to see governments. You're going to see everything is going to get literally rewired and rewired figuratively. School systems, um, mm -hmm. just medical care, just everything. We keep on talking about the same things. But these are the things that are the most important for people, the quality of somebody's life ultimately. I agree with that. And, you know, I often have thought, well, are people going to become more isolated because you can do all this stuff from home? And one thing I learned with the kids being online for a lot of last year was that they actually ended up knowing each other better and having closer friendships because they saw each other online all the time. Like, I see Zoe's out with her friends. They know, like, their pets. And they, they had a discussion about this, how they liked virtual school better because they had bring your pet to school day. Yeah online which you'd never do in real school you're not going to bring your dog with you when you're in first grade right so they have like this different type of relationship that they were able to foster because they saw each other online from their home so i, I think how people interact will change too so keep i know this is a step uh outside of our normal uh you know conversation topic about real estate training coaching but we're trying to expand your thinking trying to make you excited and trying to make you optimistic so then you will start taking different actions because the fact is, is if you're excited about your future, you're going to take different actions than if you are not excited about your future. And maybe this is a little spark in some of you. 
that will cause you to go down the rabbit hole as we did and learn more about Indeed. this. All right, we have two more shows on this topic, and we'll talk to you guys on the next show. Thank you, as always, for continuing to make this the number one listened to podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.